brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Everything is a mental game, so stay attentive. We're talking about the drug cartel, but from a whole new perspective. Break it down with some intelligence, psychology, and criminology. This is not for the faint of heart, yeah, this is narcology. A look inside the culture, the ideas and the minds of the lawless. Stay alert, gotta be cautious. Keep it down, they might hear you talking. Let's figure out what makes them tick and who's at the top. Make sure you tune in, cause it gets deep. You do not wanna miss out, narcology. Welcome, everyone. Today I have a special guest with me, uh, former DEA agent Leonardo Silva. And he worked a lot down in Mexico. And we're going to get an update of what's happening because there's been a lot of activity happening in Mexico. But before we get started, make sure if you want to support our podcast to share and subscribe and to check our new YouTube channel called Detect the Wolf. You'll definitely want to check that out. So let's not waste any more time. Welcome to the show, Mr. Silva. Welcome, Leo. Hey, thank you, Doc. It's good to be back here. Yeah, I'd love to have you back. You were one of our most popular shows, so we're definitely excited. That's awesome. That's good to hear. Now, we had a lot of activity in the last seven days or eight days, and that's what I said. i got to get Leo back on here. There's just a lot, a lot of commotion going on. Uh, I think yesterday we had, El, El, well, he was captured earlier, but El Ingeniero, I guess we found out, Ruben Aceves, uh, has been arrested, um, a high-ranking lieutenant with the cartel Jalisco Nueva Generacion. Uh, we saw another uh, a woman, Guadalupe Gomez, lieutenant of the high-ranking leader in the cartel de Noreste. Um, then we had another one from <laughs> La Union Tepito cartel, the big mama, yeah. La Chofis. <laughs> um, and then, of course, that one, but, uh, what is it? That's interesting. <laughs> I didn't hear about Big Mama, but that's that's pretty interesting. <laughs> oh, we can talk about her in a minute. And then the the one I guess to get the ball rolling was Almato, leader of the cartel Santa Rosa right. de Lima. So what is going on, Leo? Well, you know, really, personally, I think uh, El, El Maro was just uh, he was an easy target for the for the government, and uh, they wanted to take advantage of the fact that he's uh, lost a lot of power uh, with his cartel and with his people. I mean, he's he waged war against the Cartel de, de Jalisco, which you know is, you know, the, those guys are very powerful. They're the most powerful, powerful cartel in Mexico right now. And uh, he took them on, and he took on the, the Mexican government by telling uh, the president directly, threatening the president directly that if he didn't get the troops out of uh, Guanajuato or the federal police out of Guanajuato as well, that he would start killing innocent citizens. So when you do, uh, when you challenge people like that, you know, you're gonna you're gonna, you're gonna <laughs> lose power pretty quick, you know. 
And I, some people have even said that, uh, and I'll see what your take on on his, because I know um, some people say, look, uh, they're taking one guy out, so now they're pitting against, they're pitting Sinaloa against the Cartel Nuevo Generacion. It was basically get that third person out of the way. But that this right. is going to cause problems for the fuel theft and organized crime. Is probably going to be more violence now because of that? Or what do you think? I, I would say so. I mean, even I was reading the paper uh, just uh, this morning. They, the Cartel de Sinaloa already hung a banner up there in Guanajuato saying that uh, that they're going to take over the territory. And, you know, that's just that to me signals a war between the Jalisco Cartel Sinaloa with Guanajuato as the, uh, as the ground zero there. So I don't think the violence is going to go away anytime soon. Uh, just this them. week. I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, just this week in Guanajuato, where Almaro was from, where all, all this war between him and the Jalisco cartel was taking place, there's been 46 murders after Almaro was caught. So, I mean, oh, wow. I don't think this is going anytime soon. And Guanajuato's really in trouble, isn't it? I mean, they got a lot. I mean, I think they're number one state right now in Mexico for homicides. Right now, it's it's the, the deadliest uh, state in Mexico. Wow. Which is, is terrible because, I mean, I've been there. It's, it's a really, really nice place to go and visit. You know, uh, I've been to Guanajuato, it's uh, Leon and San Miguel de Allende. And it's just beautiful places, and it's a shame that, that it's ground zero right now for this war between, you know, Sinaloa and, uh, and now Cartel Jalisco. Yeah, it really is amazing because it is a beautiful place. I mean, if you look at some of the tourist pictures uh, on on the web, it's really a, a beautiful area. Um, there's also another. It looks like the cartel Nueva Generación is also, for some reason, they seem to be growing in some case because I see a, they're also fighting in Michoacan, trying to take over territory there. What's happening over there? Well, what it is is uh, cartel de Jalisco used to be part of a Michoacan cartel. And uh, I think the strategy right now is they're trying to take over all the ports. And Michoacán, you know, the, one of the ports there is Lázaro Cárdenas. So uh, I think that's part of their strategy is taking over all the ports in Mexico so they can facilitate the, the, the importation of cocaine from Colombia and uh, Peru and other places. So that, I think that's their, their basic strategy for going into to Michoacán is to take over that port. Now, do you take uh, the other consideration that... Um I know they, they're blaming Felipe Calderon's guy because he was supporting one, I think he was supporting the Sinaloa cartel they used to, they were accusing him of. And now they're saying, well, they're eliminating Tel de Santa Rosa de Lima because either AMLO is either in, in the pocket of the Sinaloa cartel or Nueva Generacion, one of the two. Because uh, they really went after hard cartel de Santa Rosa. I mean, they have over 30 people, I think, were arrested or something like that. Yeah, and, I, and it goes back to the, the challenge that, that uh, El Marro put out on the on the president, you know, uh, saying that he was going to start people and say, okay, well, you're going to do that. Well, let's let's just go after this guy now and get him off the get him off the street. You know, so I, I think that's part of the strategy, also, you know, with uh, Amlo's Amlo's folks up here. So get rid of the hugs and the uh, <laughs> now it's get rid of the yeah. hugs and back to the bullets, huh? Well, he's he's not he's not saying that, but I think <laughs> subtly he said, hey, this guy's threatening to kill innocent people, well, let's, let's just go ahead and take him out. And because he had lost power, he lost power, you know, he lost a lot of soldiers in that war with, with Cartel de Jalisco, and he really didn't have too many people anymore. So he was losing power, he lost his money, they seized a lot of his uh, bank accounts. So, I mean, you have no money, you have no people when you, you know, 
you know, the end is near, and, and it happened for him last week. Now we'll switch over to another cartel. There's a lot of them, but uh, we go over to Guadalupe Villarreal Gomez, known as Lieutenant. She's supposedly one of the more violent members of the uh, Cartel de Noreste. And she was arrested Tuesday morning in Nuevo Laredo, Tamaulipas. What do you know about this situation? Right. Well, I know the they're, they're an old, old part of the set. That's the old set that got fractured in the Cartel del Noroeste. And her, I really had, I wasn't really familiar with her. But uh, there are a lot of females that they use as assassins because who's going to suspect them, right? Uh, yeah. And, and yeah, so I mean, when when I was down in Monterey, there was there was a couple of them that we that we had arrested, and they call those those uh, that section of their cartel Las Panteras, the Panthers, female Panthers, you know. So she may be one of the old uh, old Panthers that recently got out of jail and got picked up again. Interesting. No, well. Well, I guess that brings us to the one that uh, we were talking about earlier, Big Mama, La Chofis, I guess. <laughs> She's a security operator for La Union Tipito Cartel, and they seem to be pretty right. localized. I don't, they don't seem to branch out too far, do they? No, they, they pretty much stick and stay in the Tepito area, and, and they, they take care of their own, their own section there. They don't really uh, go throughout the other states of Mexico. I really don't know much about her. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like an interesting... <laughs> I think I would know when I was reading about her, the authorities revealed that she was a liaison between members of La Union Tepito and the police to coordinate delivery of bribe payments for protection and information on security operations. Which yeah, that's, that's believable. We, when I was in Monterey, we had the same thing. We had a, a female, she was actually a, a police officer that was the liaison between the, the setas and all the police that were getting paid off. So it, it makes sense that, that they would use her as a liaison. That's interesting you mentioned that because Guadalupe Gomez, the one we just talked about too, the lieutenant, she's also a former police officer. Yeah, yeah, they, you know, police officers in Mexico. Not, you know, I'm not saying all of them. I'm not painting, a, painting them all with the same brush, but, but in, in my experience, when I was in Monterey, uh, the majority of them were, were on the payroll of, of the sort of the Gulf Cartel. I mean, they're, they're just another extension of, of the cartel. They're eyes and ears for for them. And your experience, from what I've always heard from other agents and whatnot, and, uh, the military is usually the, the less corrupt of the three branches between the local, state, and federal police? Yes, I would, tend to, I would agree with that. Totally. Yeah. I mean, we trusted them a lot down there. Uh, we, we, we evolved from, uh, from using uh, the federal police to the Army, and eventually we used the Navy. The Navy, the Marines, were they're our, our go-to team down there. I mean, those guys were... They were really trustworthy, and, and I would trust them with any part of any operation that we did. And the National Guard, um, it's interesting, because every time I see a drug bust from Mexico, it's always the National Guard or the military. i never seen the local police do very much about it. But I know they seized, I think it was 10 kilograms of heroin and 2 kilograms of meth from a passenger bus in Nogales, Sonora, I guess the question a lot of people wonder is, do those drugs just go right back again? Is it kind of like a game, or does it actually get destroyed? Do you know? Well, it depends on the agency. I would say if, if it was the military, you know, yeah, they get destroyed. They destroy them pretty quick. But with the other agencies, I can't really say. And, and I'm really not familiar with the National Guard, because that was formed after I left Mexico. But, but I mean, uh, the National Guard is just comprised of a former police officers, so... I, I don't know. I just haven't had enough dealings with them. But many times, many with the state and locals, yeah, that stuff will just go right back. You know. 
Another thing I wanted to ask you about too is we a couple of weeks back, maybe a little longer now, um, there was a lot of rumors circulating about the death of El Mencho or his ill health. And I've seen this a lot in the past with a lot of people. I mean, Hugo Chavez, which actually he did have something. Then they said um, uh, Ben Laden had something. Then they said uh, Baghdadi from I. Everybody, all the, the bad guys right. always have something. You know, uh, Kim Jong-un. And now they, they go over with Mencho. Any any merit to that, you think, or nah? Well, I checked around. I checked around with some of the sources, and, and he does have an issue. He does have a health issue, but it, it wasn't to the point where it was, uh, you know, that he was on his deathbed or anything like that. But he, from my understanding, he does have some, some kidney issues, and uh, I think he's even on dialysis is what I've heard. So, Oh, wow. I think to it, yeah. That's usually the and common I, I, one I've always heard about, dialysis. I'm wondering if all these corrupt guys have some kind of weird connection with with kidney issues, I can't figure it out. Yeah, yeah, you know, and also, you know, to lend credence to this uh, kidney problem, you know, he built his own hospital, his own private hospital down there. So oh, really? He built it for that reason to take care of himself or whatever, and he's got, yeah, it's his own private hospital that he built. And, Holy uh, cow. I think it has a lot to do with his health condition. Did El Chapo do the same thing? I wonder. Chapo built several but he didn't build one for himself. <laughs> oh, okay. Because I know there was but, a... Uh, yeah, Chapo did the same thing. He built a lot of churches and hospitals for the for the folks down there in Sinaloa, and that's why they loved him down there, because, you know, he built schools and all these things to help out the community. Because I know a few months ago, I think there was a cartel guy that who died in, in surgery, and I think the surgeon is now dead himself. Yes, that sounds similar to uh, the old Señor de los Cielos who died in, in having a plastic surgery on his face, and then uh, about a week later, the, the surgeon is dead himself. So, yeah, that, that's, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> now again, uh, it's interesting because there's, there's got this weird. I know there was a video that was kind of roaming around social media where it showed local police in Mexico was on the payroll of one cartel, then the state police was on the payroll of another cartel, and they were actually uh, pulling over and barricading the local police from trying to get into a town. <laughs> Has that ever yeah. happened? I, I've never seen it happen, but it wouldn't surprise me. I, I know the state and locals are always, like I said before, I mean, they, they're they're an extension of the cartels. You know, they serve as eyes and ears for them. But, but I, I, as far as them being against one another, you know, I, I've never seen it personally, but I, it wouldn't surprise me because... You know, everybody wants to have a cut of that pie, you know, the money. So, so maybe they, they just want to keep more of it for themselves and, and keep the local guys out of it. Very cool. Very interesting. <laughs> I know the, um, there's a news story today. I'm not sure if you saw it. I know you keep up to speed on these things. Um, the, the big tunnel they just found. Yes, I saw that. Yeah. yeah. What's going Very on there? Well, that, that's new. I mean. You know, Chapel was the expert at tunnel tunnel builder, and he hired engineers and, and architects to, to build stuff like that. So it'd be interesting to see if it's, uh, you know, his son's now carrying on the tradition, or, uh, you know, it'd be interesting to see who was behind that. But that was very sophisticated. I, you know, and I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, if it was a cartel de Jalisco. I just, you wouldn't surprise me. There's a lot of math going right now, and uh, cartel de Jalisco is pushing a lot of it. And uh, it just, it would come as no surprise that the ones that, that built that thing. 
Are you familiar with Jason Jones? Yes, I am. I've read a lot of his articles. Uh, I've spoken to him on LinkedIn. Yeah, very nice gentleman. We had him on a few weeks ago as well, and uh, he was talking to us about how it's it's kind of a myth right now that the, the cartels are struggling financially. They're actually doing quite well. And uh, that was, that was well, kind of like a shocking for me. I don't know if they're, they're struggling financially, but, you know, just yesterday here in the Valley, where I'm from, in, in Texas, in South Texas, there was a seizure of, of methamphetamine. I'm talking about like 800 pounds, something like that. Oh, wow. And uh, you just don't see that. You know, that's, that's a lot of mess that's coming through here. And that's just one seizure. There's several. I think Border Patrol or, or you know, the, the CBP has doubled their seizures since last year. And that's just mess. So can you just imagine? I mean, it's it's like over 100,000 pounds of mess coming in. That's a lot. It's crazy. That is a lot. And Where it's all they? coming from what? Sinaloa. It's coming from, from uh, Jalisco. Those guys are the ones that are pushing it. Where are they getting it from? Because it obviously is it chi- uh, China. Are they making it themselves? Now? I know the meth they make themselves, but... Yeah, the meth they make themselves. The meth, I mean, they're getting the precursors from China, and they're making it themselves in these super labs down in... Jalisco, Michoacan, and you know, Sinaloa. Uh, we even saw one down when I was in Monterey. We saw one in, in Coahuila, which is pretty close to the border. So, yeah, they're really pushing meth right now, hard because they make it. They don't have to. They don't. They don't have any middleman. They're not that anymore. They don't need yeah. the Colombians because they make it themselves. Yeah, I heard they that. They produce it themselves. They make a lot more profit. <laughs> That's I heard about that. That's kind of crazy. Is it's all that... about the money. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Well, they they definitely run like a corporation, right? Got to get rid of that excess. Yeah, definitely. Let me ask yeah. you this: you brought up a good point about the border. Um, obviously, with the COVID nineteen, the border has been really slow, uh, especially with the shutdown. Um, there are some people who are allowed, I guess, to come across back and forth, but that would assume that increases the uh, capabilities of the border patrol now to capture all these people. Because I have seen a lot of drug busts lately. Um, yeah, exactly. That's, that's, it makes it easier to, to pick them out, you know, because uh, there's not a, a lot of traffic coming over, so um, it's, it's just easier to profile them uh, once they once they try to cross into the U.S. What do you uh, What do you think the the cartels might try to do now to get the stuff over? Obviously, the tunnel was one idea, and now they they lost, which I'm sure pissed them off. But I don't know what else they're going to try to do. I you know I think I don't think they're going to stop. I think it's going to keep just. The way it is, if they, they knock that tunnel out, well, they'll build another one, build another one somewhere else, and they're just going to keep on doing what they're doing. It's not going to stop. And, you know, here here on the border, well, these guys cross the river, and uh, they cross the, the, the drugs in small amounts, and then they hoard them in a, in a stash house, and then they distribute it out throughout the United States. But, but it's just not going to stop. They're, they're going to keep on doing what they're doing. Yeah, unfortunately, you're right. Yeah. Uh... So what's your take on, on that? I want to put the uh, the prophet's hat on you here. What does Leo think is going to happen between the cartel, Jalisco Nuevo Generación and Sinaloa cartel? Personally, I think the cartel Jalisco is going to, is going to take them out. I think they're going to take out the Chapo Sun. And I think that's part of their, their goal. And I think that they're going to achieve it. That's, that's just what I'm, I'm thinking, just from what I see. They're just really powerful right now. I don't think anybody can stand up to them. I wonder if they're ever going to have this on Vegas betting boards. <laughs> well, I'll put some money down for that. <laughs> <laughs> Seems to be a lot of this going around between these cartels. 
Oh, I got a question of you. I don't know if you're uh, keeping up to speed on La, La Nueva Familia Michoacana. They were they were hot to trot a few months ago, and then I haven't heard much from them since. They've been pretty quiet lately, and yeah. I don't know if they're recognizing or what's going on, but uh, they, they've been pretty quiet. I mean, the, the one right now, the hot cartel is the Jalisco cartel. I mean, you saw that video they put out where they had like over 100 guys in, the, in the camel uniforms and, and armored vehicles and incredible yeah I saw that there's a lot of more narcomantas going floating around too yeah like I said uh, just just today this morning over in Guanajuato there was a, a, a narcomanta saying that cartel de Sinaloa is in town and they're gonna start cleaning up so that's gonna be interesting to watch yeah it's amazing amazing stuff Leo it's always so much fun thank you for for being here we truly appreciate it well, thank you for having me anytime and then we're going to bring you back for that Detect the Wolf, folks. You definitely want to catch it. Leo's going to give us some insight. We might be checking out Sicario, and uh, we'll see what Leo thinks was real and what wasn't real on that. Before that, so before we go, make sure you share, share and subscribe to help support our podcast. We truly appreciate it. Thank you for listening, everyone. Thanks for having me. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.